kids. This is Exit 311. Welcome back. I'm your host, Matthew Todd. I'm your other host, Ryan Lopez. And I'm your third host, Blair Maynard. And we are your host with a special guest this week. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm your fourth host, um, Tyler Barton. He's Tyler Barton, and he is also the host. Tyler Barton comes from a long tradition of Appalachian monks. Um, can you tell us a little bit about just where you're from? Uh, yeah, the Appalachian uh, monk town. It was really cold. It was, yeah. He dresses warm all the time now because he's just used to being cold or something. Mm -hmm. It's wild. No. Um, Tell us us about yourself, Tyler. How did you be so beautiful? Um, Do you like long walks on the beach? You know, are you single? Um, God made me beautiful. Um, The What was the second question? The beach one? I like long, well, short walks on the beach. Short walks on the beach. Or or long runs. Long long runs. Okay. So it's like, a set amount of time that no, you're I willing to spend on the beach. Yeah, that's what it is. It's time. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what's what's the ideal time for a beach um, stroll? Expedition. Yeah. Ooh. A uh, stroll, not very long. I'd say less than five minutes. Five what minutes. about a run? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're willing to spend more time as long as you can cover a longer distance. As long as you're yeah, in more Yeah, because I pain. feel like I would just get bored walking. Like, not enough is happening. Like, I'm not seeing enough. Like, it's just beach. It is, in fact, beach. But if I'm running, I feel like I there's more beach. There's more beach. But what? Uh, what if there was a woman walking with you? Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the woman. <laughs> Ooh, there's a joke there that I'm not gonna make. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're right. What if does. she was the one? She's godly. Uh, but is there is there a one, fellas? That's a good segue. <laughs> All right, before we get into what we want to talk about today, today we want to talk about actually a new album by Kanye. So I'm mentioning that so we don't forget. Okay. But before we get into that, fellas, is there ever a one? Do we ever find one person that you end up marrying? I hope you get married to one person. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's, you have a soulmate. Depends on if you're Mormon or not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's Mormons are cool about that stuff. They're not in that polygamy because God changed his mind, I suppose. I, I have an opinion. Go for it. Um, I think Hollywood kind of put together this show that there's one uh, Mr. or Mrs. Perfect or Mrs. Right, but I don't think it's Mrs. Right. I think there's a Mrs. Best because there's Whoa. no perfect person. What's hilarious about that, too, is that in Hollywood, it's like entertainers have like the highest divorce rate ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think about like actors. Oh, man. And they put on real. these movies of like complete fakeness just yeah actors are all liars and fake people and the worst come see seven brides we open tonight which <laughs> <laughs> is literally about getting married it's about getting married yeah, yeah. that's actually kind of interesting matthew because you're in a a play that has to do with marriage and finding the one for each of the brothers or whatever like how i mean do you have any opinions on that as far as like is the play at all realistic or is it all just kind of like romanticized? There are some good things about it and bad things. I mean, so uh, it's funny because like there's like two different ways that everyone gets married. So spoiler show a tiny bit, but not I too saw much. the movie. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you should see the movie, man. I'll, I'll just give it a little bit. So, like, so the first wedding happens right at the beginning. And that's essentially a guy comes in and is like, I want to get married to you. And the girl's like, sure. And then they just do. And that kind of, it kind of, it, so, it seems like it's leaning towards the more, the, the lane, like, she does act like he's just like the one. He came to me and I instantly knew, you know? But then also it's like, 
then she lives with him and she finds out that he's really not as amazing as she expected. And yet, by the end of the play, they decide that they still love each other, which to me it ends up seeming more like it actually kind of like bursts a hole through the idea that there is just one person. Because even when you feel different about somebody, like this person's not like anybody else. Like she basically is like, this guy is like different than anybody I've ever seen in my whole life. She goes back and she's still like, and he's still like a terrible person to live with. I hate this. And there's still growth that has happened here. But that the commitment that she spends with him is what ends up having both of them be in love. They both are able to find ways to commit to each other despite their flaws and to grow past what's wrong with them as people. So like that a lot. And the brothers, it's a bit different. For them, it's about delay of gratification, which is, I think, a really big thing that is super important in society that no one really talks about. But it is like, I think, one of the biggest keys to making like culture just better than it is right now, which is that there's so many things in this world that will make you like happy like instantly but then not like long term you know if you spend all your time um i guess playing video games is like a small example but like pursuing like relationships and like going far relationships, doing drugs and alcohol that kind of stuff that's like a quick way to like feel good about yourself for a little bit and essentially it ends up being distraction from the void which is just not like the best and in the show like one of the big things about it is that they have to wait to get married to these girls and they all make basically make a pact that they're not going to go and like cheat around the system to um, get with these girls earlier. They are gonna wait and follow the normal procedures of like whatever so they can get married and be with these girls like properly. Cause that's how like, they were trained basically by um, one of the, like their, their sister-in-law. And so I kind of like that in a sense. It's like, it's showing that like if you wait for something it's gonna make it better in the long run. Especially if it's because you're waiting for the right reasons. But just so that everything can be done properly. Isn't, so. isn't there a shotgun wedding at the end? <laughs> with all the- Yeah, the gosh. Yeah. Spoiler, uh, don't give that much away. That, that one's fun, but yeah. There is this a little bit. Hopefully, won't come out until. This will be have after seen the. It. No, no, yeah, I'm. I'm talking specifically for these guys. You don't know. Uh, uh, if you guys, just the movie. I've, I've never seen the exactly. Seen if you had, and the movie's old, so technically it shouldn't matter if we're spoiling the movie or not. But there is a shotgun winning. So. And Matt, what character do you play? I play uh, Gideon. He's the youngest brother. So um, there's like seven brothers, obviously, and so Gideon's the youngest. He's a little baby, and he gets to sing a song in the show, which is fun. So he nice. doesn't. It's in the movie. He doesn't really get to. So. Oh. Kind of nice, yep. Okay, so <coughs> with that, speaking of the one, uh, don't hit me for the segue. You know how God is the one that we really need he's the best in our life, and we all have different ways of praising Him, including Kanye West, uh, who has made an album specifically for that. But with that, he's garnered a lot of attention, negative and positive, and people just have opinions about the music itself, about him as an artist and we brought on our foremost hip-hop expert tyler barton <laughs> to give yeah. us his thoughts about this um for me i want to believe that it's legit like he actually is changed by god and from what i can tell so far it seems all really uh like he's had a legitimate change but if there were any sort of you know uh, if he did it for any alternative mo- like motivation I believe that motivation would have been uh, for politics because I know that he's already supporting Trump, um, which tend to, you know, the right side, the conservative Christians usually go more towards Trump. So it would make sense if he, like, put on this whole elaborate thing just to get the, the vote of, like, Christian conservatives for running for president next term if he really wants to do that. Um, but... That's like a really long reach. I don't know if someone's like that dedicated to Yeah, to make a whole album. 
just to then go to Well, just like politics. to fake the, the rest of their life, basically. I know. And not only to make him an album and a movie, but also it's like his appearance. He's like trying to like change everything about his life, mm-hmm. like how he's acting and stuff like that. Even like how he's investing his money. Like I've yeah. seen a couple interviews where uh, he's investing in like land and he wants to do uh, manufacturing and farming and create jobs for people. Yeah. What blows my mind, though, about the politics thing is it, it doesn't seem like if I were – so if my goal – my sole goal was no matter what, I had to sell out about myself. I wanted to become president. I don't think that I would then support like who is like pretty unpopular for president. Yeah. And also, he can't even run against him next year. Like, if he were to do that, I mean, if the reason that he's popular is because he's popular with the same voters for Trump, it's like that wouldn't tie it over in the election where Trump is going to be running most likely. I mean, I guess that depends on all this impeachment stuff, but it still is like. Uh, it doesn't seem like if I was really trying to do that, I wouldn't be like, let's go for the Christian conservative people because it seems like that vote's already kind of been good for like the, that. That's kind of secured right now for the next four years. The party is probably not going to go with Kanye in 2020 when they have an incumbent president. You know? Yeah. And Kanye already has like so many people that follow him and love him that are most likely on the left side of the spectrum. Yeah. Just because of the type of people that would listen to his music. I know. Exactly. It's, it blows so, my mind. It's like, it's not like, those people, like, conservative Christians are, like, just the most hip-hop-friendly group, exactly, you know? Yeah, like, my parents, like, don't like hip-hop. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, conservative. That's just kind of how it goes. And why would he bother to make this, like, 180 switch? Like, I, I, I don't see that as a successful turn. Exactly, yeah, that makes sense. Why not just run against him, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, it could be a setup for, like, a 2024 presidential race you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if he continues to release christian music and kind of build up he like now has like a following on two sides of the political uh spectrum as tyler was saying so if he can continue to build up that following for like four years if uh like whoever gets elected this next term during their presidency he can build up basically a bigger like fan base but also like kind of a voter base if he decides mm-hmm. to run um there's it's kind of a, becoming a trend and it's interesting that celebrities are starting to like break into like the political arena because most celebrities already have these big followings and like followings of Kanye West. It's like almost like an occult following, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that's kind of how people uh, view these like icons or like almost idols, like these people who are magnified and people just like will listen to anything they produce. Like people will buy the gum they chew like you know what i mean like it just gets crazy people are like so madly supportive of these people mm-hmm. yeah just think about yeezys i guess uh so tyler and i were sitting down with one of our friends at lunch today and he brought up a really good point that what a lot of people are doing now is they're just sitting on the sideline waiting for something to happen to then pick a side that they're going to go on uh our friend talked about how a lot of the time uh right now they're kind of just sitting and watching and waiting for something to happen and they're kind of waiting and so this was kind of like the first big thing that a lot of people who were waiting have now kind of started to listen to kanye and stuff like that so i feel as if people are starting to wait but they're also kind of starting to shift towards one side or the other Hmm. yeah i think it's good that kanye is it seems like if like is this all legit too it seems like it's a big thing where it's like he's actually taking a step to have a side and like show what he believes to people which would be really good it's one of those things where it's kind of like we all kind of wish like like it'd be nice if general culture was more friendly towards christians but then like we kind of don't do much about it i mean not you have like christian art puts itself in its own box like intentionally you have people who write 
songs for a Christian audience, mm-hmm. specifically with themes that they know are going to work the same four chords on acoustic guitar, the same sounding singers, and the same like generic tropes of lyrics. But with that, it's like you're putting yourself off. You're trying to say like I'm going to be in my own separate spot. And then you're like Kanye is kind of being like we're going to have something that's like I'm already mainstream, and I'm going to have something that's also probably going to be mainstream, and people are going to talk about it regardless or not if it's like good, which. Um, we can talk about the quality of music actually in a second. That'd be an interesting conversation. Let's talk about like Easter tracks and stuff like that. But people are going to be talking about it, and it's going to be mainstream. It's going to be something that people are going to be thinking about, and um, it'll get people thinking about Christianity, and that's like a good thing too. So that you have somebody who's vocal about it. It's kind of like there's like a weird like culture in a sense. Um, um, what's it? A stigma essentially about Christians, where it's like if you're a Christian, people are going like, oh, like okay. Mm-hmm. And so if you be vocal about it, like there's nothing wrong with being a Christian and to get that back in the mindset, people are like, I mean, yeah, I guess there's not. It's because of the idea that a lot of people have. I've talked to my Christian friends about this all the time who don't like the label Christian anymore because of what they think it represents in culture of what Christians have done with that label and distorted. And then so people don't want to identify with that anymore. And it's kind of like we should get back to a place where we're comfortable identifying as Christians publicly, where we can then say like this religion that we follow is legit. And the things that people do that are terrible aren't really adhering to the religion. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Thanks, Ryan. I had another thought. Here's 50 bucks. And then lost it instantly. Ah, dang it. We should oh, yeah. It was that the church today in modern society is always, almost always characterized by judgment. Like, no matter where you go, like, whenever people start talking about Christianity or Christians, like, judgment is, like, one of the first things that comes up. And even, like, in our own sermons and stuff, we talk about the church needing to be, like, less judgmental. And, like, I hear professors say it all the time. And, I mean, I personally don't feel like I have seen a ton of judgment in the church but I mean it's like it's still there and like regardless of whether or not we feel like we can see it if people feel like they're being judged then like we're still responsible for how we make them feel yeah and it was an idea too because there have been I know that it happens from time to time but there's an idea too that since it's happened and that stuff gets popularized that people become worried that it will happen to them so like for example um, there's a girl who goes to um, school with my sister at Sonoma State who's gay and she was talking about how it's like oh i don't feel like comfortable talking to people especially like to your family to my sister right because she's like well your family's a like christian and i don't know like i talk to them like because like they're probably they're probably not gonna accept me it's gonna be weird for us you know like um i don't know like what they're gonna think about me i'm um, being gay it's like probably not gonna accept me like church and christians generally don't like gay people it's like that's quite an assumption to make if someone like you haven't ever talked to us you haven't ever like heard about that you just think that because we're christian we're not gonna like you mm-hmm. and we were fine with her we totally accepted her for that like but that, that's just, like, a thing. It's an idea that's, like, uh, like no, Christians are all judgmental. Christians just hate us for who we are. And they just get in that mindset because there have been people in the past who've done that. Maybe not even to them specifically. But it's, like, you're told, like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, there, uh, in one of Christ, uh, not Christian, Kanye's uh, songs, he says, uh, uh, Christians will be, be one of the first ones to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loved me. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of where I was at, too. I was, like, how in the world is Kanye producing an album called Jesus is King. Like I immediately went to the judgment side of my mind Mm -hmm. thinking like, this is going to be heresy. This is going to be like terrible. But then I listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is the best. (laughs) Yeah. I think that song is the one that sticks out to everybody because of that. So you guys have listened to that song. It's called the hold on, I think. Right. I'm pretty sure I've listened to all the songs on the album. Just like not, not more than like three times. Is it hands on? Hands on, I think. Yeah, yeah hands on. Hold on, to something else. A different song. You, have you listened to it, Blair? Uh, I've listened to a couple of the songs. I'm not. I don't know. Kanye is not really one of my favorite artists, but when the album first came out, 
everybody was listening to it. So I That's basically true. heard it, and I wasn't like one of the people who was playing the music. So I, I kind of feel like to say that the Christians are going to be the first ones to judge me, like isn't that passing a judgment on Christians? Like it isn't is, yeah. like doesn't it, it? I feel like it goes both ways. You know, like if people assume that somebody else is going to judge them, then you're kind of judging that other person. You know what I mean? I like you're you're, you're, you're making a call saying this person's going to treat me a certain way. This person's going to behave a certain way, which is exactly like that's what the judgment is that they're talking about in the yeah. first place. You got a point. But at the same time, uh, it makes sense that it, it might be like a true, true error statement, not not 100 percent objectively right. true. But it still makes sense. I was in that place of like judging Kanye right off the exactly, bat. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, like I follow Christ, so um, yeah, he shouldn't. I don't think maybe he should have said that, but he does have somewhat of a point. I wonder, yeah, because I in a sense I almost like the fact he said it because it's like it's something that's just showing it's not he's trying to totally sell out. Because that's one thing that's still gonna like stick out to people. Because essentially, if you're listening, like, I'm a Christian, yeah. The big thing about, like, Christian music that I was saying and being in that box is most Christian music just makes you feel good about being Christian. It's like, God loves you. Like, yeah, God does love me. And this is one thing we said, hi, by the way, Christians, you're not good people to me. Like, essentially saying that. And that's not something that's going to make you feel good. Like, if you're just trying to basically make the Christians happy and like you, you wouldn't be saying, yeah, you guys are going to make me feel like nobody loves me. Like, Mm -hmm. you as a group. And still, I think it's not fair to judge people as a group, totally. Because you're following the same mindset, which I don't like. It's when you're saying Christians are judgmental. And that you're, he's essentially buying into that. But I'm okay with it if it means that he's going to try and reclaim the label. If it means he's going to try and be like, this is what, that's not what Christians should be. Christians should be not judgmental. I mean, the Bible, it's one of the clearest like, things. That is, there's a verse that just says, judge not, lest you be judged. You know, Pretty straight, plain. It's hard to misinterpret that. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And yeah, people take that out of context. Yeah. And it's also important to see where exactly Kanye is coming from like he's this huge superstar turned Christian um so I'm sure he's encountered plenty of Christians that have like said to his face like the feelings that they have towards his change or towards his album Mm -hmm. and they probably were not all positive yeah so it's possible that there's just so much behind the scenes of what that statement meant to him than what how might like we just see it like plainly Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. There's so much backstory to that we don't know about, but he could be saying it in one way from what how he's interpreting it, but we could be interpreting it totally differently. I know, yeah, because we think about because we're interpreting we're interpreting the label of like he made this album and so people are judging him, but I mean technically he wrote this song about people judging him before the album came out, right? So people might have like known he was a Christian, but it was like this is still when we didn't know what the album was gonna be like, mm-hmm. if it was gonna even come out, if it was just gonna be like delayed. Like, I, I remember seeing all the memes when he said, it's gonna, you dropped at midnight, and it, like at midnight, and then like people started making memes about how it was never going to come out, and then it actually did come out. And I was like, I was like, oh, dang. And I listened to it then and there. I, this is one of the few times I was actually able to keep an open mind about this stuff because I'd never listened to Kanye before. I knew stuff about him, and like I was always kind of on the fence about like what to think about him because I know like he's been kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it's like I was able to keep like, okay, I want to see what he's, what he's coming from. And he was talking about Chick Fil A, and I was like, "This is good." Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. Yeah, can't do it like you. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I want to talk about with it though is um, the one thing to be cautious of with him. So it's like there's a, the big argument about like, is he gonna be like a good role model for us, or is he, you know, is this fake? Is this fake? Um, uh, the big thing that matters to me is that there's a very easy tendency for people to push 
like so once you find someone who agrees with you you like they represent everything i stand for and then that's like can mess up so many stuff so yeah i can a great example would be trump like when people have like these political ideas like hey i think we should cut taxes or whatever and then trump's like i think we should cut taxes and then it was like he's the best example of our philosophy but then he does other things that people don't like mm -hmm. pretty much constantly and then you're like oh okay so that means cutting taxes or any of this conservative policy right here also lines up with his personality flaws it's like well no it doesn't have to be those two things don't have to be linked but with that it's like with with kanye if we make him like the new the christian guy like billy graham whatever like that where it's like mm -hmm. he is christianity then it becomes if he does something stupid which he is a human so he will and not he's because kanye. and he's kanye <laughs> so he has a very, very long history of doing stupid things then I don't want it to be another a falling block where it could be that I push up Christianity for right now and then like, oh, okay, this is Christianity, it's Kanye. And Kanye's like, does something really terrible, you know? And then it's like, okay, Christianity is terrible again. I like that, I feel like could be a setback for all of us. And that's what, that's just like what worries me, generally speaking. That's my cause for hesitation, I suppose. It's a, it's a very good point. Honestly, it probably will happen that way. I know. So that's the thing. So, like, can we be happy for him as a Christian? Yes. Should we be putting all, like, everything, our hopes and dreams on him? Probably not, because that screws up. And I think it's it's interesting that just what I'm thinking about right now is we don't – there's not a lot of, like, Christian figures who are, like, big in mainstream media. You know? Like, if you're a Christian, then you know some of the big names, right? Like, Joyce Myers or, like – uh, I mean, who else? Like, who else are the big ones? There's that one pastor guy who there's just a controversy about, but like, I can't remember his name. Joel Osteen is big. Yeah, there was mm -hmm. like some controversy surrounding no, him because he just like prosperity gospel, which right. people don't like. You know exactly. And like, but the big name, there's no like big names in Christianity. People who are popular with like the secular media. There's people who are popular like within Christian circles, but it's such a small bubble. Well, it's like there's not it, a lot of outside like athletes. Like Tim Tebow, I feel like kind of. What about like Mel Gibson? Doesn't he? Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, but yeah, Mel but Gibson's also crazy. He's like an alcoholic or something. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's done all kinds no, of horrible, what, I don't know that's horrible movies. I don't want to slander Mel Gibson for no reason. But okay, I just I saw an article earlier this week on my phone, and I just fact checked it not on my phone, but um, Kanye West is doing a Sunday service with Joel Osteen. Oh. Um, yeah. I think it's this next Sunday. He's, he's been doing a lot of Sunday services, which is and like a good thing. But it's like, yeah, we so do it with the, the they're not selling tickets. It's the tickets are free, but it is like a ticketed event. And there's forty five thousand is how many That's people crazy. are invited to this event at Joel Osteen's church. Because Joel Osteen has a giant church. He has a, yeah, he has a mega church. So I really don't know how I feel about this, and I don't think that Joel Osteen is going to be a very good influence on Kanye, <laughs> um, because like. When if he's moving out of this worldview that tells him that like stuff is the most important thing, and he's kind of realizing no God is the most important thing, mm -hmm. and I I don't think Joel Osteen is going to be the best influence because Joel Osteen is like he's a Christian, he's on the Christian side of things, but then he's like moved into the celebrity side of things, whereas Kanye West is the opposite. He was on the celebrity side of things and moved into the Christian side of things. So I think if anything like being influenced by Joel Osteen is going to slow down his progress of like really discovering what it means to love God and to like serve God to his fullest. Cause Joel Osteen, like, again, he supports the prosperity gospel, which basically says give a bunch of money to God and God will give back to you. But by give a bunch of money to God, he means give, give a bunch of money to, money to me and yeah. my church and my family who works for me and my church. Yeah, I know. There's also, um, so, sorry, no, go ahead. Okay. Go but, um, another thing that, so Joel Osteen probably won't be the best influence, but at the same time, Kanye, from what I understand, I think he is a pretty stubborn person. So I think that um, he's already set in his 
you know, basic beliefs of what the Bible has to say about just life in general and how he needs to live his life. So I think just if you were to compare him to the average human, I think Kanye is going to be have a better chance at guarding uh, mm-hmm. his mind and his heart from those things. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if this is like they're going to be best friends now. It seems more like it's a because I had friends who went to a Sunday service of his like last Sunday or something. Really? So, or they went to it recently. So the same week as like the KSI fight, I remember I was watching her story. I was like, so you went to see Logan Paul fight KSI and then she went to see like Kanye West and like, you're just like living in the internet now. I don't know. This is impossible. <laughs> it was, was wild. But I, I, I kind of enjoyed living vicariously through watching that. Either way. Um, so it's like he's done this before. And I, I think it's less of a like, we're going to be best friends now and more of a, I'm just going to big churches so that I can kind of perform, but then also kind of share the gospel sort of thing. And and the ticket thing is like I kind of get that too. Like even Bayside here, it's like the Christmas services they ticket it because it's like you can only fit so many people mm-hmm. in the church, and so you have to kind of know who's going to be coming. It's always felt weird to me. I'm very much a small church person because I don't like some of that's just odd to me. I was like getting a ticket to go. Like to church. there's some type of priority involved. Yeah, like it seems weird. Like you're not paying for it. And it's like first come first serve, whatever. But it's still kind of like a. It's there's not exclusion. like the guy, like the homeless guy on the street, is going to be able to have the same chance to get it as like the nice suburban family who yeah. goes to church there all the time and gives all their money. And it's like because you know they're not kind of the same access to that kind of stuff. And it does seem like excluded. It's, it seems like it's going to be like specific group of people kind of thing. It's going to be like a concert, and. It's, I mean, at some point, it's like, I love Worship for God, and that can be a performance, but it's also like it can't be only performance where it's just like a, just it's a not spectacle. Worshiping. It's yeah. not worshiping yeah. for, to God. It's more of a performance. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, that's just a tricky line. We were uh, at lunch. We were kind of talking about the role figures that um, are like the role models that Kanye could look up to uh, looking in regarding to his faith. And so we were kind of discussing about how... Um, we should be at least for me i was thinking that we should be praying for kanye in order for his relationship with christ to not be affected by that it should be strictly like not just him thinking but he should have people like pour into his life but he shouldn't just solely rely on those people to tell him about the gospel he should learn about it on his own Mm -hmm. that's at least what i was thinking during that whole time i i watched interviews with him and he's like pulling up verses out of his bible that he brought with him or something like so I think he's doing, like, fairly good on that so far. Yeah, which is good. As long as he's making his own type of thing. With, like, denominations and stuff like that, it gets all tricky. Um, which is almost like a talk from the day. I almost want to talk about denominations. The issue is I feel like probably none of us know enough about denominations. I don't know. Enough. I mean, I know I know some stuff. Yeah. What do you, what do you want to know or talk about? There's 33,000 different ones. Exactly. But there's, like, four main – I remember reading Mary Christianity. There's, like, four main divisions, like Catholic, Anabaptist, um, what else? There's like four big ones. Is it Calvinist? Anabaptist. Uh, probably Calvinist and Armenian or something. Yeah, well, Armenian and Calvin. I don't know if like Armenian's like specifically like a division as yeah. much as Calvinist is. Probably not. I don't think it's as big. Oh, uh, Brennan just texted us. Um, Brennan just texted us a link for... I'm going to go ahead and read this. Give me a second. He texted us a link about Joel Osteen. It was a Babylon B article. Let me go ahead. Uh, and that's a reliable source. Babylon B is actually <laughs> is where we get speed? all of our news. Our fact news. Joel Osteen leads Kanye West to top of Lakewood Church to tempt him with all the kingdoms of the earth in their splendor. What? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. It's like Joel Osteen, pastor of America's large American church, immediately called up Kanye when he heard about the uh, musician's newfound Christian faith. 
So he was invited to go to Lakewood Church, and then um, Osteen promised something like a really flashy that I know you will like. Um, so Lakewood Church is known to draw 45,000 people. Oprah's been there. Um, yep, and so he showed him all these things. He said, no, he said um, what was it? Yeah, let's go home <laughs> to church. Was really So, yes, no, the, obviously the, the story of Jesus getting tempted in the temple. Yeah. That's basically so there they're equating Kanye to Jesus and Joel <laughs> <laughs> to Satan. Yes, nice. They are. Eyewitnesses say Osteen made Kanye an offer to join Lakewood Church, and all this would be yours. Um, <laughs> see how that goes. Nice. Problem B is, it's not underrated by Christian circles, but it's underrated by everybody else because it is some quality stuff. Yeah, it's really funny. And the fact that they can poke fun at Christian subculture, but then also still like be part of it. I just enjoy that a lot. So go, go go subscribe to them or whatever. I don't know. Check them out. Factual-based stuff. Okay, so a bit of a transition. Did you guys want to keep talking about Kanye? Uh, one more point. Go for it. Um, actually, two, if that's all right. Go for it. Um, Both of them. So there's on Spotify, there's this like there's these like mainstream playlists for like if you like jazz music, if you like rap music and all this stuff. So like when Kanye's album first got put out, um, like almost all of his album got put on the like the top mainstream rap like playlist, and then I come back and check like three weeks later, and I can't find any of his songs on there anymore. Mm. So I think, and then this leads into some of my crazy theories. Ooh, go. So it's just, isn't it crazy that like out of anybody on earth, Kanye... Kanye, Kanye West. West is now a Christian. So I think it, like, I've heard other people's opinions on it. I don't, like, believe it to be 100% true, but, like. And Pusha T was rapping on his album. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, right? It's, it's wild. But I think it's, like, so crazy to the point where I think they're, like, I've noticed this division, like, that mainstream rap album just completely, like, just moved all of his music off because they, like, listen to the lyrics and they probably don't agree with it. They probably don't love God the way that Kanye West loves God. Um, and I think people are going to probably start choosing sides. I know. People are going to start picking it based on the lyrical content, which is just it's lame. It's like you listen to, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, artists who could write better lyrics and they write about the same kind of stuff. And that's cool that rappers, like, there's like almost like a movement against that where people rap about like why are you only rapping about women and money like yeah there'd be rappers who'd rap about that specifically like why are you doing this but that's because it happens so often that you just basically trying to show like look how all my success in this meaningless chase of um you know purpose or stat- status or something like that and it's like it's nice to have lyrics that are not about just material things mm-hmm. what what was the quote that kanye said like jesus give me wealth was that it one of the songs yes yeah. that's the only like uh line that i've heard so far that i like yeah was questioning because like i don't think we should want to be super duper rich like jesus i know uh, tells he us he even talked about that a little bit in the his, one of his interviews the jimmy kimmel one did you see that one uh, he, it was weird. He mentioned it like it was. That was one of the things that kind of made me think a little bit. Is he? There was a guy who won the lottery in the audience. Oh yeah, he roasted him, right? He like totally he roasted picked him. him out he's like, he's him. like, yeah, you're wearing all those rich clothes because you're rich. Like you're dressing like all to show off and everything. And just to flaunt that you're rich. Like hey, like I'm rich too, and I'm wearing this really cheap hoodie. And the scent is kind of like, okay, cool. You're pointing that out. It's like yeah, you shouldn't be flying on material objects. Yes. Also, it's kind of like you're like, and I'm a better person than yeah, you. Yeah, like which is like <laughs> there was a good thing that happened and a bad thing that happened. There, which so. is pretty much classic Kanye. It's like yeah, 
I kind of get it. Also, it's like if I was that guy, like getting called out like that, I'd be like. But that kind of shows he's still like trying to figure things out too. Like it does. he's gonna make plenty of those he's bad still, decisions. He's still very much, uh, in, I guess, kind of in his mindset of I'm a good person. But it's also kind of like, a, but I'm trying to understand like what I'm supposed to do, which is I guess to not dress super boastfully. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Like I feel like if you start giving money to charities like that, I'd be like, all about that. Yeah, and and there there might be a point behind him asking God for wealth. I mean, I don't know if that's the best thing to ask for, but I know that he's starting to put his money towards different things, like investing in land and, uh, you know, capital to start businesses and manufacturing and farming. And he said he wants to create jobs. So if he's, like, asking God for money because he believes that he's going to put that money to good use to create jobs and create products for people, uh, then I understand why he would maybe say that yeah doesn't mean i agree with it but i understand why he might say that if that is the purpose i wonder what is the context that. of that because like if it could be that he's talking about more than just material wealth yeah he could even possible? be talking about because n- he's already rich or something. yeah he's, like i'm saying like if he's talking about like, spiritual wealth <clears throat> yeah i get that and it, it's like maybe we shouldn't assume that i don't know but mm-hmm. like he already is rich it'd be it's strange for him to be like the one thing I need is money. Like, yeah, he didn't. Ex- you're a billionaire. Yeah, he didn't expand on the word wealth that he used. He just said wealth and then moved on. So, it it could be, you know, various things. So the the there's like a whole bunch of things. It's like Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Yeah. And then he goes on and it says Jesus, give us wealth. And he says Jesus is our safe. Jesus give is us our wealth. Yeah, he said give us wealth, not me. Okay, wealth. that's different. So that then we don't different. know who us is then. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the true. whole song is called "Water," I think. Yeah, "Water" is mm-hmm. what it's called. So I don't know what that could mean. Could be his family. Could be Christians yeah. in general. Could be people. I don't know. Yeah, it could yeah. just be uh, everybody. And like, there there are good reasons to ask God for money. Yeah. Right. Like God. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing because I mean I have I have a relative, and they right now are doing financially well. They have like a good paying job and stuff and. They are currently in a place of trying to learn more about investments so they can make more money, but their goal is to be generous with it. Like, yeah. they don't want to make it so they can, like, buy a bigger house or whatever. They want to, like, be that person who's, like, anonymously giving checks to people in their church to, like, pay for, you know, stuff they're struggling with. Like, if somebody can't pay their electric bill, like, they, a yeah. check just shows up and it's paid for. Like, come and just have that's like donate s- money for us to have a theater. That have a real theater. Or just pay for my tuition. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, things like that, right? It was, like, really cool. And I think if you're asking God for money so that you can give it away to other people or like just Mm -hmm. saying like, God, any money you you give me is I'm going to use it for whatever purpose you tell me. Like that's, I think, really cool. Totally. I mean, because some people I feel like are going to be called into things like imagine like if you just really get as a doctor and that's helping people and you're passionate about like you want to help people. It comes with a pretty sizable paycheck. I mean, like you could just say like, okay, I'm going to be a missionary doctor in Africa and that'd be like helpful, too. But there's sometimes where it's like what you're called to will just happen to be financially profitable. You will be blessed in that area. And so it matters that I just put a mic mic in my mouth. I don't know why I did that. Um, so it matters that you. Um, I just know that how to to manage that. You know, like with that money, it's like as long as you're blessing people with it. I think it's that's fine. So the quote. So he has two. He says, "Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, give us wealth. Jesus, please reveal. And then Jesus, please use us. And then flow through us is another one. So those are the five like kind of bigger ones that he's kind of like. All, the whole thing is he's asking, he's either saying, like, heal, clean, or, like, please do something for us. But it's, like, help us, heal us, forgive us. And I kind of feel as if, like, 
as Christians, that's kind of like what we're only praying for in a sense. Like a lot of us are like, can you heal this person? Like, that's good to be doing that. But like, you also can like pray just to talk to God or you can pray to like praise God. That's at least how I I think about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about too, like, Lord's Prayer, because I'm thinking. I hear this song; it sounds like a prayer to me, pretty much. Which is cool. yeah, that's how the set setup basically is. Totally, that makes sense. When I'm thinking about like the Lord's Prayer, and like what it says in the Lord's Prayer is interesting. It just says, "Give us this day our daily bread." Yeah. Which is essentially, give us just what we need to survive. I'm thinking about maybe that's kind of what more that you should be looking for. It's just like you need like sustenance, or whatever. Like you know, like you guys had heard about like George Mueller, or whatever. Mueller, I think Mueller from back in the day uh yes no thumbs i can't tell maybe i know the name okay yeah, i know the name famous dude uh opened an orphanage in england um the big thing about him is he's very christian orphanage but he didn't like work beyond literally just offering this orphanage and so like they just didn't have like a steady income and so whenever they like people weren't donating the money they just were like i guess we won't eat today but every time that they were like we're not gonna eat today like sorry kids they would go to the kids and, like we don't have enough, like, bread to feed you. Like, somebody would come, they'd be like, oh, all right, God told me that I needed to bake this bread for you, and so I woke up at 3 a.m., and I started baking bread, and uh, here's the bread. I don't know why. But, uh, hopefully you need it. Yeah. Or, like, something happened, like, like, we had nothing to drink, you know, like, milk carton would break down. They'd be like, hey, like, I got all this milk just broke down. Like, I can't, like, keep carrying it. Um, I can get, I need to unload it right now, so if you guys wouldn't mind, like, would you guys need some milk? And then he's like, yes. <laughs> and so, like, in that sense, it's like, I do feel like, you're not guaranteed to get that kind of thing, you know. Just, um, I mean, if you have faith, a lot can happen. And you're not going to be guaranteed to get everything you want exactly when it happens, but God will provide for you. And so I think it's like, it depends on like if you like, should you be hoping for abundance or should you be hoping for just enough to get by, kind of thing, to bless other people. And I suppose just as long as you have faith that He will provide, then you can worry about abundance later. Maybe. Yeah, it depends what you want to do with that abundance too. Like Ryan was talking about how his relatives do something very very good with it that's true so. yeah i guess yeah i guess my ultimate opinion because I've, I've flipped around just even this conversation is i feel like it would be like it's good to have that but then it's like you can't decide how god will use you like mm-hmm. i understand like seeing like i want god to use me to bust people with my money because i want that to happen with me i want to be a pharmacist that's like i'm like 120 grand a year like starting it probably would happen and it's like, uh, I, like and that's what I want to happen. But, like, will that happen? Is that how God wants me to use it? Does he want me to actually be wealthy to bless people? I don't know yet because I'm not there yet. You know, and your relatives are already there. So it's like that's a different story for them. Mm-hmm. So Kanye's already, already and there, And Kanye's already there. Yeah. So. so it's just like you'll see, like, you got to, like, you, you can have ideas, like, how to bless people, of course. But then it's like you got to be willing to bless people however God wants you to. So yep. mm-hmm. in whatever situation. I like this. This is a good conversation so far. Um, are you guys ready for a, a random segue? Let's do it. Okay, so yes. this is a segue into the opposite side of things. Oh, we have a ton of time. Actually, we can do it. Let's talk about this briefly, um, and then we're going to wrap up. This is the last thing. So to go to the opposite side of the spectrum, we're, we've been talking about Christianity and being evangelical and like showing your faith and stuff like that and what it means to be a Christian, but I want to know what you guys think about the opposite, evangelical atheism. Is there a point to it? Why would it happen? And would you say, like, if would, do you think that atheists should be evangelical? in what they think do you mean do you mean evangelical as in like they sp- going out to share their belief as in like to convert people like you so uh-huh. if you meet someone who's a christian you want to convert them to atheism kind of thing or any other faith what do you guys think about that i most atheists that i know really don't care <laughs> mm-hmm. really don't care what you believe like i have friends um 
my friend group back in high school was like atheist, agnostic, and then like Mormon and then Christian. Yeah. Um, me personally, I would always try and take advantage of any opportunity to like either show God's love or maybe like bring my friends to church. But my like atheist and agnostic friends did not care whatsoever to bring me to their side. Exactly. Yeah. We would have like deep conversations and like we would see each other's points of view, but he was never like, you must be atheist. Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't think most people care enough. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that would want that for some reason want to be an evangelical atheist but the reason this sparked was because i was talking to spencer i've had like i have opinions which we may or may not get to depending on how much time we have I'm talking to spencer slater about this he was one of our guests previously and um he was saying that it's like if you are a good person at all and you believe that god's a lie then you would want everyone else around you to be living in the truth as well and i don't know if i agree with that but i wanted to know what you guys think about that I already said my opinion. Yeah, I know. So exactly. What did you say? You too. Can you say it so, again? Wow. Sorry. It's good. Um, so Spencer said that if you are a, an atheist and a good person and you believe that God is a lie, that that religion in general is a lie, that you would not want the people you love, the people around you, to also be living in a lie. Like if they would essentially, if, if you believe that they would like deluding themselves. So. I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't really have a lot of atheist friends, but I had my parents have friends that are atheist and so it comes to the point where my parents and I just kind of understood what they were like like we we were able to listen to their side of what they were uh what they believed and we were they were able to listen to what we believed but it wasn't like they weren't shoving it down our throat and they weren't trying to do that they were more just like being respectful about it that's at least my perspective on it yeah that's good it's nice of people to be respectful about that it's weird that that's it's kind of funny that that's like the uh, the sort of the perception we have right now is that atheists are like the nice respectful boyos and then the Christians are like the convert or die. Crusaders, you know? yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think it necessarily would make somebody a bad person if they believe their friends were living in a lie and they didn't want to like bring them to the truth that they believed in or whatever. I don't think it necessarily makes them a bad person, like because that's that's like how we are as christians right like w like as a christian a bad person for not bringing up god to their to somebody they know who is not christian like are like is it is it automatically their responsibility to be a good christian to have to bring up the gospel or whatever so in a sense i think kind of yes and I, it was phrased so do you guys know who pen gillette is have you guys heard of Penn and Teller, the magicians? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. Penn, yeah, there you go. So I should start that. Oh, I know who you're so, okay, going Yeah, with you this. probably yeah. do where I'm going with this. So there's an aspect to it where I don't think every conversation you have, you'd be like, and I love God, and here's why. You know, like, because it, it, at some point it's like, that's almost counterproductive. But there was a, a, a talk he gave, a video he gave, some kind of blog, where he mentioned that, like, after a show, some guy came up to him and gave him a Bible. And that most people, like, because he's, like, in a lot of atheist circles, he's a very atheist guy. And he's like, and the, the fan who gave him the Bible knew he was an atheist and was like, just you should read this. And he's like, like, thanks, I appreciate it. And most people who, like, his, like, friends would have been like, this is stupid. And they would have like, laughed at him, whatever, and like that. He's like, the reason, like, I don't treat that, like, I treat that like I'm very grateful people do that for me is because he's like, Christians, the way they see you, basically, is the fact that, it's like, what they understand is that there's a truck that's coming straight at you, barreling down at the freeway. And they can see it, but you can't. 
Because, like, essentially that's what's happening. We see, like, hell basically coming up to swallow you up kind of thing. Essentially, metaphorically, right? That we see, like, there's your soul. And, like, there's a chance that it could be saved. There's a chance that you could be hit by this giant truck. It's coming at you. We have a chance to tell you about that or to let you be, like, I mean, maybe, like, is that what he wants? Like, does he want to, like move from the truck like we see something that we think like we are convinced of is a net negative for your life and not just for now but eternally and so it's almost like there is i feel like an onus on your part that you should be up to telling people about that to kind of bring light to that it's like hey i actually care about you i don't want you to be in hell you know that's kind of should go for everybody you see something in danger and you have the opportunity to help them in a spot that they don't so like in the christian mindset that's what you'd see you see the truck and you see this person who does not see the truck and so I get that. Like in one sense, it's like, do you need to bring up God in every conversation you have? No, but you can do that in the ways and your actions like that. And I do think it's important to at least be intentional about try, trying to convert. Cause it's like, if that's how you see life, if you really do see like there is an eternal life and there is a way to get there and there's a way to not get there, then you need to be pushing people towards the way to get there kind of thing. Cause it's not like it's exclusionary. It's not like if I get somebody else in that I can't get in, you know? So like with, with what, like say what, like one of my atheist friends, like, Say even if he did want me to be an atheist, um, like what's his? You got to think what's his motivation behind telling me like, trying to convince me all of these things. Like, if the goal for him is he wants me to be happy, then he's probably just gonna let me continue to be a Christian because me being a Christian brings me joy, right? Mm-hmm. So that would probably just be another reason why he wouldn't want to tell me that. Cause like, what's the point of like him trying to tell me the truth if I'm already happy? Like, according to his worldview. The truth doesn't even really matter at this point because we're all, according to his worldview, we're going to die and then nothing happens. Exactly. So if I'm already living in happiness currently, then what's the point of him trying to bring me away from that happiness? And that's pretty much that's pretty much my opinion on it too, I think, Tyler. So um, final thoughts from Ryan and Blair, and then we're going to probably close this out. I feel like being respectful towards other people's like religion and other people's like perspectives on things is like key to kind of understanding how they view life and everything like that if you kind of just walk in with your own like prejudgment then you're not going to really understand and not really respect where they're coming from uh regarding what tyler says like i feel like that point of view they're going to just want you to be happy and they can see happiness in one way but you can see happiness in a different way and i feel like it's both of you guys trying to figure out how to see happiness through their eyes, if that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Ryan, anything else for us? Yeah. So I think um, for as far as an evangelical atheist goes, um, they're, how they're going to respond is, is based off of what they value the most. If at the end of the day, happiness is the thing they value the most, then they probably aren't going to try to convince you that atheism is the way to go. But if at the end of the day, like truth or free thought or things like that are what they value the most, which is kind of how secular society is, is how it moves sometimes and not other times. Right now, it's kind of like your own truth is the truth. And that's kind of where I thought. Postmodernism. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, then if, if they're like, absolute truth that's the thing that's most important then i think they would try to persuade you and that's how a lot of um atheists in the science industry are because they believe in absolutes they believe in science right um but if it's somebody who's like no i just want everybody to be happy and feel good 
you know, live their best life or whatever, then they probably wouldn't try to convince you or try to convert you in any way. Um, as far as as far as Christians go, I think we do have a responsibility uh, to try to explain um, like our faith and to and to live out our faith. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to who God wants you to talk to, um, because I think there are there are certain times when talking more about God will actually impact somebody's faith negatively more often and that's the like those people who walk around and every other sentence is god this you know bless you this how's your soul like whatever like i think that has a bigger negative impact than a positive because there's certain people who like god is working on them because god's working on all of us and like what they they don't need to be hearing that at this moment it's not actually going to help them you know what i mean it's like and it's like when somebody's suffering and then you look at them and you're like well all things work out for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose and they're like Mm -hmm. Thanks for nothing. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like, yeah, that helps me so much. Mm-hmm. Those words are no comfort, actually. Like, go away. So, yes, we are responsible for for sharing the gospel and sharing our faith. But it's only, it has to be in God's timing every time. And so that that comes down to being able to be receptive to to what God wants. Um, because it's not, it, it's not always positive. Because people will feel like you're shoving it down their throat. And that's a turnoff for them. And then now you've negatively impacted that person's faith or walk with God. Yeah. And so, exactly, just be mindful of how you're engaging and just be be natural about everything and everything will be great. Be natural. Be natural, kids. That's how I wrap up these episodes, guys. It's just wild. That was some good insight on both of you guys' part. And thank you so much for joining us, Tyler. Thanks. It's been great. This is a serious episode. No Matthew's Learning Corner. <laughs> so hopefully uh, you guys listening at home enjoyed this somehow. Um, actually, because we're fun. That's why you enjoyed it. We're fun, guys. We're just fun. We're going to end this episode by saying the same word that we always say. And we're all going to say it on the count of three. So just go ahead and, and um, we're going to all say the word together at the same time, which is Got the word it. we always say. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Pajamas.